Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 6, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. Now, we went through all the miracles of Jesus. That took us months. Now I'm going through the parables of Jesus. Right now, I'm teaching a parable about a barren fig tree. And there's so many things that we can learn. I was just talking to somebody on my way here to Texas uh, when I was on my way to the airport about these parables and how God has just graced me to take the word of God and like reintroduce things that you've probably read many, many times, but reintroduce it to you in a new way. And so we're learning, we're gleaning, we're understanding, we're, we're, we're growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ through the word of God. We've been studying this parable of the barren fig tree. This is part 73 of the overall series on the parable, 73, and I have a long way to go. And the title of today's message is, You Must Be Willing to Be You. I'm going to talk about the fact that you have to be willing and obedient. Put in the chat, I am willing to be me. It's one thing to know that you're called to do something. It's something else to be willing to do it. Are you willing to do it? Say, I am willing to be me. Get ready for the word. All right, so I am willing to be me. Let me get over here. Uh, There we go. Let's go ahead. Ooh, change that. All right, here we go. So let's get into the word for this morning. I am willing to be me. Before we get into the uh, actual parable, there's a scripture that we've been looking at all year. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, Now, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. I was just talking to somebody last night who was sharing with me that, you know, there was a time in their life that, you know, that they used to read the Bible more. And they kind of stopped and they want to get back to this and get back to that. Well, that what God wants is for you to move forward. He doesn't want you to regress. And so with God is forward, ever back, whenever the best is yet to come. So what we want, the text says, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. What we want is any area of our life that is going dry for the Lord to drench it again. Say amen to that. This is the parable we're looking at. Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine. Jesus said, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it. He didn't find any. Now he he put this fig tree there so it could be a fig tree and, and it was not producing figs. So he said to the keeper of the vineyard, listen, I've been coming for three years. In year one, I saw nothing. I said nothing. Year two, I saw nothing. I said nothing. In year three, I see nothing. I'm going to say something this time, cut it down. And the dresser said, oh, hold on. Let me work on it. Let me dig around it. Let me fertilize it. Let me, okay. After that, if it produces fruit, great. And if not, then go ahead and cut it down. So what does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you on this Friday morning so we could close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Isaiah 1 and 19 is really was on my heart this morning about being willing and obedient. And that's kind of what's leading to the the slant that I'm going to take on today's word for this morning. I have three things to share with you in this morning. Let me get into these three things. I want you to get ready to receive. You ready? Three things. Number one, here we go. You have the grace to be you. Put in the chat, I have the grace to be me. You have to know that you have the grace to be you. I have the grace to be me. And you have to do what it is that God has called you to do. I have the grace to be me. Say that. All right. So yesterday 
I'm, I'm right now in uh, Colleen, Texas. And yesterday I had the opportunity to officiate a retirement ceremony. I had never done that before. Uh, I've been part of many retirement ceremonies, but I've never been like the speaker or the person actually going through it, like responsible for the retirement ceremony, the officiant. And so um, that was a tremendous honor and a blessing. I did that for my good friend, CW5, now retired, Craig Watts. Craig served 34 years in the Army. And um, afterwards, and what, what I love about our, our Signal Corps One also community is that we showed up strong, right? So every all of our friends were there. I mean, like people came, flew from all over uh, to celebrate Craig. Les Cornwall, Randy Bergen, who was here local, Earl Johnson, Will Robson, all these people came and flew to just be there, you know, for our friend, which was awesome. So we had all of the, and then all the warrant officers that are here local and all of that, boom. Well, one of the uh, warrant officer friends that I have hadn't really seen me since I was like a W1. So somebody that hadn't seen me in over 20 years. And um, obviously saw me yesterday and, you know, was trying to catch up. Oh, I heard, Rick, that you're doing some stuff in the Dominican Republic and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And then this person heard me obviously speak, you know, at, for the ceremony. So I had an opportunity to talk about Craig and I had an opportunity to talk about him and his family and his faith. Right. Because Craig is my brother in Christ. And so uh, I did all of that. And when I was done, you know, at the end, afterwards, people were like, oh, wow, you know, that was very good. You know, I really enjoyed what you said, you know, whatever. And so this person came up to me and was like, hey, who I had not seen in over 20 years, was like, wow, man, I was I'm pretty impressed. I was like, OK. It was like, yeah, man, I mean, you were comfortable up there. Like not everybody could just talk in front of people. You were very comfortable and you are articulate. I didn't know you were that articulate. And uh, you were you didn't seem nervous. Now, the other warrant officers that were around, they know me like, I mean, they've known me over the years, obviously, as a preacher. So, you know, they didn't say I mean, like, it's not I mean, they just know that's Rick. Right. But this guy didn't really know me in that light. So I didn't say anything. I was like, OK. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. To God be the glory, whatever. And so what I thought I thought about it afterwards and I was like. Yeah, he doesn't know, like, this is what I'm called to do. Like, when the when when I have a mic in my hand and I'm in front of people, I'm in, like, my most comfortable state. When I'm doing today's word, right, this is where, like, uh, I don't know if, you, if you've ever had to, like, do a video or something, right? And I do videos with other people, and then they have to do, like, three, four, five, six, seven, eight takes, and they're trying to do this and do it right. Oh, no, let's do it again. Oh, let's do it again. Well, today's word is live. When I say, hey, good morning, this is Rick Pena. That's it. There's no second takes, right? And when I'm doing today's word, I'm in my most comfortable state. Like, this is what I was born to do. I love this stuff, right? And so I, the point is, what I was just being me. Like, I, I have the grace to be me, and it's natural to me. And I'm not struggling to be me. I'm not working on, I'm not nervous about being me. I'm just me. Like, and, and when I'm doing what I'm doing, like what I'm doing right now and what I was doing yesterday and what I'll be doing this weekend, I'm preaching this weekend. What well, I, I am in my most comfortable state. Why? Because I was born to do this thing. Guess what? There's something that you were born to do. And when you discover it and you walk in it, you walk in the authenticity of it. So the simplicity of embracing who you are just eliminates the stress and the struggle and the strain of trying to be somebody else. So trying to be somebody that you're not, you're able to rest in God's grace and his purpose, knowing that God's hand is on you. Put in the chat. God's hand is on me. Put in the chat. I have the grace to be me. Embracing the grace of God allows you to walk with a level of freedom. I am free to be me. A level of freedom, a level of joy. Watch this. That is contagious. When I'm around people and I talk to people, man, I could be talking about work. I could be talking about 
AI. I could be talking about network infrastructure. I could be talking about cloud computing, cybersecurity, and people get excited, man. And I don't know, like it's contagious. Like when you are walking in your divine assignment, like you, you, it's contagious. Like what's on you will get on them. You, uh, like you just walk in your assignment. There's a freedom when you know that you're just being you. There's a freedom that you're walking when you're walking in your divine assignment and living out your purpose, and, and you're just simply being you. You know that you're not in competition with anybody. I'm not trying to be nobody else. I can't be nobody else. I'm Rick Pena. And so you know that you're just walking in this thing and your life is producing fruit. And it's like people are drawn to it. People are drawn to authenticity. People are encouraged by authenticity. People are inspired by authenticity. And when you have the grace to be you and you know that you're free, put this in the chat. I'm free to be me. And when you know that you're free to be you, you don't you don't feel any pressure to conform to be anybody else. I don't have to be anybody. I'm not trying to be nobody else. I don't have to live like anybody else. I don't have to do anything like anybody else. I have the grace to be me. It's the simplicity of just being you. And there's a purity that emanates from your life when you're walking in your divine assignment. There's a purity that emanates from your life and it makes the grace of God and the gospel attractive. The fig tree was supposed to produce figs and it didn't do it. But when you are producing the fruit that you're supposed to produce, you make God attractive. It maybe, maybe what you, your grace to do is be a nurse. You just go be that nurse. And while you're being a nurse, it could be a med surge nurse. If my wife was a perioperative nurse, it could, whatever type of nurse, you're just doing that thing. Maybe you're a nurse practitioner, or maybe you're an attorney, or maybe you're a CPA. Maybe you're an accountant. You're doing those numbers. You're, you're going through spreadsheets, and you're so excited about spreadsheets because numbers is your thing. That when you're presenting those numbers, people are like, wow, and people are attracted to the God in you, and you make the gospel. Listen, when you are graced to be an accountant, and you're presenting numbers, the, the grace of God is on you so strong that people will be drawn to Jesus when you're going through a spreadsheet. I'm saying that that's what happens when you're walking in the authenticity of your assignment. You just need to be you. Whatever it is that God has called you to do. I talked about doing here. Maybe you're a mechanic. Whatever it is that God has called you to do. When you are you, the fig tree didn't attract because it didn't produce figs. But when you're producing the fruit that God has called you to produce and you are just being you and you're embracing the grace for it, listen, people will be drawn to you. This weekend, I'm staying here in Colleen, uh, and uh, uh, tomorrow I'm preaching a, a men's breakfast in English and Spanish, and then Sunday I'm preaching an English service and a Spanish service, and then, I, and then I'm going home. And when I'm staying here, I'm, when I'm doing what I, I'm going to do this weekend, obviously I speak English and Spanish, so I, I'm, I'm graced to do this thing, man, and I love it, and my heart is in it. And when you just do what God has called you to do and your heart is in it, you make God attractive. People will be drawn to you. People will be drawn to God because you're walking in the authenticity of your assignment. Say amen to that. Say, I have the grace to be me. I wish I could look at the, the comments, but you know, I'm in the hotel, so I don't have my same setup. But put in the chat, I love being me. All right. All right. Number two, I have three things to share with you on this morning. Here's number two. God has made you so free. Uh oh. That he gave you the freedom to reject him. You can actually reject who it is that God has called you to be. You have the freedom to say no to God. God has given you the right to say no to him. In Isaiah chapter one, verses 19 and 20, this is the scripture that, that was on my heart this morning. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, <clears throat> you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. 
Let me read that again. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured. So you have the right to either submit to God or, or to not. The fig tree had the innate and inherent ability to produce figs, but it chose not to. So the master said, cut it down. Similarly, there are people that have the ability to produce spiritual fruit and they choose not to. There are people that know that their calling is calling them and they choose not to. They reject it. God's love is so profound that he grants you, watch this, the autonomy to either accept or reject his will for your life. God loves you so much and, and his grace and his love is so profound that he actually gives you the autonomy as God to say no to him. God does not force you. He will not manipulate you to go down the path that he established for you from the foundations of the world. Think about Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son. The prodigal son says, hey, give me my inheritance now. Father was like, really? That's how you're going to, that's how we, that's what we're doing now? That's what we're doing now? You want to ask for your money now? Fine. If that's what you want, go ahead. And he takes it and he leaves and he squanders all the money and he goes out there and he's living like the world and he's not living like who he is. But the whole time, the father let him do it. And the whole time, the father was loving him. And the whole time, the father was hoping for him to come back. And he came out. As God is not going to stop you. If you say, look, I just want to reject God, forget it. Like, I, I, I was raised in church, you know what I'm saying? And, and now is my time. Is my, I'm going to go. To, listen, God is not going to. God didn't slap the fruit out of Adam's hand. If you want to go be disobedient, God is not going to stop you. But just know that if you refuse and reject God, there's going to be consequences. The fig tree refused to be a fig tree. And if you refuse to be who it is that God has called you to be, there's some people that reject their calling. There's consequences to that. They are saying to God, my will, my will or my way is better than yours. My, my plans are better than your plans. And let me tell you something. God's plans are always better than ours. So the grace of God that's on your life is free. But if you choose to live outside of God's will, there's going to be consequences. God has given you freedom. God has given you a purpose. And he wants you to walk in the, in the fullness of your divine assignment. But he's not going to stop you if you choose to reject God. When we reject God, and we're rejecting who it is that God has called us to be, we are impacting, watch this, not just us. Remember, God is too big of a God. Uh, put in the chat, God is a big God. God is too big of a God to just be worried about you, concerned with you. He, when he sees you, he sees you, the whole span of your life. He sees your children, the whole span of their lives. He sees your children's children, the whole span of their lives. So when God is working something in you, he's actually working on something that could be impacting your grandchildren. That's how big God is. And he's looking at all the people within your sphere of influence. And when you refuse to be you, when the fig tree refused to produce figs, it listen, there was some things in the vineyard that was waiting on those figs and it refused to produce it. There are some people that are waiting on you. There are some people that are waiting on you to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. And when you refuse, put in the chat, I will not refuse. But if you refuse to be who it is that God has called you to be, then you are negatively impacting the world because there's a grace on your life that we're waiting on. We're waiting on you. The world is waiting on you to walk in the fullness of your assignment. So please don't think that your ways are better than God's ways. Submit to God. Be willing and obedient. Put in the chat, say, I am willing and obedient. Say amen to that. All right, number three, my last point for today. is not what you're capable of, is what you're willing to do. Listen, you know what you're going to get out of life? Not what you're capable of. We all know people that are capable of doing much more than they're doing right now, right? 
So it's not, put that in the chat. It's not what I'm capable of. It's what I'm willing to do. If you, when you walk with God, God will walk with you. But listen, it's not about what you're capable of. That's the grace of God is what are you willing to do? Put in the chat. I'm willing. I'm willing. Isaiah 1 and 19. Once again, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. The grace of God is on your life. God has graced you. That's a gift. Say it's a gift. God has put his grace on your life and that's a gift. Now, God's grace on your life, the grace life, God loves me, God's grace on your life, that is God's gift to you. But your submission to God, your alignment with the gift is, uh, with the, the grace is your gift to God. So God's gift to me is grace. My gift to God is obedience. Put in the chat, say, I give God my obedience. You got to give God obedience. The grace of God on your life is his gift to you. My obedience is my gift to him. I, I say to God, not my will, but thine be done. I'm saying to God that, listen, I know that I'm not going to get just what your grace is on me for. I'm going to get what I'm willing to do. The fig tree in the parable was capable of producing figs, but it refused to do it. So the owner said, cut it down. Willingness is not about your ability. It's about your availability. There's some things that you can do that you're just refusing to do. And you are refusing to leave a mark in this world that that you are graced and destined to leave. The widow with two mites in Mark chapter 12. You remember when Jesus was paying attention to the offering and Jesus walks up as people were putting money in the offering and he's looking at what people gave. Jesus pays attention to the offering, by the way. And the widow with two mites, she gave everything that she had. And so the magnitude of the assignment is don't, don't judge the magnitude of the grace that's on your life by the size of what you think the assignment is. If you give your heart fully over to it, this woman didn't have much in comparison to other people, but she gave 100% of what she had. And because she gave 100% of what she had, Jesus commended her for it. And so you got to give, put this in the chat. I will give 100% of what I have. I, I may not be called to do what I'm, somebody else is called to do, but I'm going to be the best me that I can be. And I'm going to give 100% of what I have to God. I submit to God 100%. If you are willing and obedient, if you submit to God, listen, then God will move mightily in your life because God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. So even when you say, Lord, I may not know how to do this or that, but I'm just going to try it anyway. I'm willing and obedient. God will use you in a way that is amazing. Now, what if the fig tree said, well, the reason why I don't want to produce figs is because I'm in a vineyard and I, I would prefer to be in, a, in an orchard and I don't want to be in this vineyard. So forget it. I'm not going to produce anything. Okay. So you're telling me that you're only going to be you when you're comfortable? You're only going to be you when you're around people that look like you? You're only going to be you when you're around people that think like you or act like you or believe what you believe? I don't know about you, but God has graced me to go in and out of a lot of different types of environments. And I am Rick P. I'm the same dude. I'm the same dude in every environment. I don't care if I'm talking to somebody uh, like that's an executive, a billionaire, a CEO, the secretary of the army, I, at that level, four-star general, or if it's a private, somebody from the hood, somebody that, you know, that just came from the Dominican Republic, don't speak no English. I like at the end of the day, I'm going to be the same dude. You know, God has graced me to be all things to all people so that through me, somebody gets saved. You got to be willing 
to be you even when it is uncomfortable, even when it is inconvenient, even when God puts you somewhere that you don't like, even when God puts you somewhere that you feel uncomfortable and, and you're the only one there. How many? Listen, let me tell you something. Isabella, as a, as a black female, uh, immigrant female, minority CEO, I can't tell you how many times Isabella's gone on the trip doing business, takes a photo, a picture of something, and we're going to post it on LinkedIn. And I look at the picture and she's the only one that looks like her, right? You got to be comfortable being you. You got to be comfortable, so comfortable being you that you are not going to reject your assignment. It's not what you're capable of doing. It's what you're willing to do. Are you willing to be you even when it's uncomfortable? Are you willing to be you even when it seems inconvenient? Are you willing to be you? All right, let's just be honest. Even when you're like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, you have to be willing to be you. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I, what I tell you to do. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, John 14 and 15. So I'm telling you to do this thing. I'm not ask. I didn't ask you if you like it. I just told you to do it. I, I didn't check with you first to see if it's, is it okay? It, you know, can I send you into this meeting? No, I'm sending you into that meeting. You may not, you may look, you may be the only person that looks like you. It doesn't matter. I want you to be you and you got to be comfortable being you. I talk a lot about the grace of God, but listen, the grace of God is already on you to do what God called you to do, but it's not going to happen if you're not willing. You got to be willing and obedient. Put in the chat, I am willing and obedient. You got to be willing. You got to be you got to be a willing co-laborer with Christ Jesus so that God can use you to change the world. Isaiah 6 and 8, I will close with this. When you are submitted to God, when you're yielded to him, when you are willing and obedient, you say what Isaiah said. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I'll go. You need somebody to go. Here I am, Lord. Put in the chat. Here I am, Lord. Send me. If you need somebody, I'm right here. I will go because I'm willing and obedient. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know this was good. This was some good teaching. Let's close it out with a declaration of faith. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare that I am fully and authentically me by your grace. I embrace your design rejecting any path that is outside of your will. My obedience to you, which is a reflection of my love for you, is unwavering. I'm not just capable. I am willing. I am surrendered. I am obedient. My life declares, here I am, Lord. Send me. In every season, I am fruitful impactful, and joyful. I walk with you and you walk with me. And because I'm doing it willingly, you use me to change the world. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Now this is today's word. So please apply it and Prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address so you can get my notes. You're going to get my notes for free. So put in your email address right there. Get my notes for free. Why would you not sign up? So listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to do me a favor. If you want to be a partner with our ministry and you want to support what we're doing in the Dominican Republic, go to ripministries.org and make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book or any of my books, Go to rickpina.co and check that out. And then if you want to be part of our, our uh, mentoring and coaching program, go to um, patreon.com forward slash rickpina. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend.
greater is coming for you. Say, I am willing and obedient. That's how you're going to eat the good of the land. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.